Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this week's episode about the book How to Write Short by Roy Peter Clark. Keep listening to find out why brevity is the best. Welcome back. I'm your host, Steph Clark, and each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best nonfiction books that I've been reading and do the reading so you don't have to. This week it is the book How to Write Short by Roy Peter Clark. No relation to me. He spells Clark without an E, I spell it with an E, although Peter Clark is the name of my dad. So, you know, there is a slight connection there. Not actually related though. Anyway, this is a book that I read actually about coming on for 18 months ago. I think I read this right at the beginning of 2020 over the kind of Christmas break or New Year break between sort of end of 2019, beginning of 2020. And it's a really enjoyable read. So it was a real pleasure to go back to. And I'd kind of forgotten that I hadn't already actually talked about this one. So it was a nice excuse to go back to it and remember how much I enjoyed reading it. The format of the book is lots of really short little chapters that teach you how to write in a more concise and impactful way. It's full of ideas and little activities you can do and not necessarily an activity that you need to bring out a new piece of paper or open your notebook to do. You can do the activities and the little exercises kind of, you know, without necessarily having something to write or write about but you can actually incorporate all of them into the next email or the next report or the next speech that you're writing you don't have to necessarily do the activities as standalone activities which if you're a little bit of a lazy learner like I am is very appealing anyway I'll talk a little bit more about some of that format and some of the activities as we go through the book but first of all let's find out a little bit more about the book and the author Roy Peter Clark By some accounts, Roy Peter Clark is America's writing coach, devoted to creating a nation of writers. A PhD in medieval literature, he is widely considered the most influential writing teacher in the rough and tumble world of newspaper journalism. With a deep background in traditional media, Clark has illuminated the discussion of writing on the internet. He has gained fame by teaching writing to children and has nurtured Pulitzer Prize winning authors. He is a teacher who writes and a writer who teaches. For more than three decades, he has taught writing at the Pointer Institute, a school for journalists in St. Petersburg, Florida, considered among the most prominent such teaching institutions in the world. Clark has also authored or edited 19 books about writing, reading, language and journalism. Humorist Dave Berry has said of him, Roy Peter Clark knows more about writing than anyone I know who is not currently dead. He also plays keyboard in a rock band and lives with his family in St. Petersburg, Florida, where he has become famously fond of pelicans. That was all taken from his website, RoyPeterClark.com. Link to that is in the show notes. And a very short blurb for a book about writing short. With writers of the digital age in mind, this book looks back on the enduring power of short writing from the beginning of written texts. Looking at both the craft and the purposes of short writing, the how and the why, Roy Peter Clark offers hundreds of examples of the best short writing from sonnets, proverbs, aphorisms, marginalia and song lyrics to blog posts, text message and tweets. That was also taken from the website RoyPeterClark.com. Again, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. All right, with that said, let's get into the three big ideas from the book How to Write Short by Roy Peter Clark. Big idea number one, write short. If you want to write long, begin with writing short. There's a whole section at the start of the book about how writing short is not necessarily a means to an end in itself. It can actually be a means to other types of writing. 
There was a quote from the notebook author Umberto Eco that says, it's everyday writing that inspires the most committed works, not the other way around. So even if you have ambitions to write a tome about something or really long particular type of text, that doesn't mean that this particular type of writing and short style writing is irrelevant to you. In fact, a lot of the time, it's that type of writing that will lead to longer, more committed work, as Umberto Eco says. In the book, Roy talks a lot about keeping a day book dedicated to short writing, about collecting examples, finding little things on the back of a shampoo bottle, or hopefully a shampoo bar, if you're thinking a bit more eco-friendly about these things these days, or at the back of your cereal, whatever it is, but collect examples of short, pithy, clever, punchy writing. Practice writing interesting sentences, play with haikus, play with tweets, find little phrases that punctuate a short sentence. The book is full of the activities I mentioned in these little prompts that you can pick and choose from. You could literally pick up the book and turn to almost any of the pages or any of the little chapters and most of the chapters are only maybe five or six pages long at the most and use that particular one next time you're writing an article, a social media post, an email, a report, a speech, a presentation, whatever it happens to be. There's lessons in this book that are applicable to all sorts of writing and not just writing that is going to stay as writing, but writing that is going to become speech or other types of communication. And some of these activities, the things that you wouldn't necessarily think of doing by yourself, they're things that are going to stretch your brain to think a little bit cleverly and a little bit differently about your writing, your communication and the message you're trying to get across and probably in a different or more lateral way than you're potentially used to doing. But the most important point is that you write short. And that's big idea number one, write short. Big idea number two is subtract, subtract, subtract. There's a section in the book where Roy talks about applying a rule of 75% and trying to deliver your work in three quarters of the expected length, be it a presentation, a report, an email, a story, a speech, whatever it happens to be. And he says, but think about how you feel when someone speaks for just 10 minutes rather than 20. You are probably incredibly grateful, particularly if you're sat in an uncomfortable conference room in an uncomfortable chair. So he invites you to give that gift to your audience too. You can surprise with brevity. And the book itself is a beautiful example of writing short. Like I said, the chapters and the little sections are very short and it just feels like the words in there are so intentional. And I think that is the, the nice thing with this kind of short format writing. It teaches you to, as he says, surprise and delight with brevity to make every word feel like it's meant to be there and there's no flabbiness to it. He talks about the difference between two types of writers, the putter inners and the taker outers. The putter inners will put everything in and revise and take things out. They'll start with 500 words and they'll edit it back to 300. Whereas the taker outers will take it all out as they're writing and then add back when they think that things need a little bit extra or a little bit more description, for example. So they're the types of people who might write 200 words but take it up to 300 words through their editing process. And I think that's an important point to pause on as well is that there should be an editing process and the editing process shouldn't necessarily be that the same time or happening simultaneous to the writing process. The important point though, and whilst this big idea is called subtraction, 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 this is not a slash and burn, but we do need to consider what doesn't serve the purpose of the statement, the paragraph, whatever it is you're writing, but also what needs more space and what, what words there need to stand out a little bit more by not being covered in other things that don't need to be there. There's a famous statement by Professor William Strunk Jr., which is omit needless words. And he was pretty evangelical about that, omitting needless words. 
but we need to be conscious of at what cost. At some point, and there's a couple of examples he gives in the book of that really show this really nicely, that there comes a point where we've taken so much out that we've lost a little bit of meaning, we've lost a little bit of impact. And as E.B. White said, we'll leave you with nothing more to say but time to fill. So there is a fine balance. It's not necessarily a black and white binary, this is too much and this is not enough. But what it should do is encourage you to pause, stop, think about where does that line sit with your copy that you are writing. So that's big idea number two, subtract, subtract, subtract. And as a side, this is probably the section that I personally took most away from and have applied myself a lot more. Big idea number three, think like a poet and an advertiser. Poetry comes up quite a bit in the book and offers a structure for playing with short writing. The patterns of three or the rhyming couplets and other forms like the limerick or the haiku force a short, efficient use of words. They also show things like the power of three, which can be a useful template for short writing or podcasting, as I have found. There's also then the patterns of two, which offer a way to compare, contrast or even divide. Similarly to poetry, advertising and advertisers have mastered the art of the punchy slogan, be it on a NAF t-shirt or on a Nike t-shirt. You've got things like from Breakfast of Champions, which is the Wheaties in the US slogan to think, a very simple one word one for IBM, to I'm loving it, which needs no introduction by McDonald's and the real thing, again, needing no introduction being Coke's three word slogan. Obviously, advertisers historically have been forced into this by minimal space, which comes at a premium and probably needing to appeal to the maybe simpler parts of our brain. So this is an invitation again to bring this into your own and and think about your own structure. Where can you add a compelling short first sentence and then follow it up with a similarly short and compelling second sentence that's more of an invitation to keep on reading? Something we can use at the beginning of emails. I think this is a really nice way of getting people hooked in, particularly if you're inviting them to do something or asking them to do something or to help you with something or to contribute and be part of something. And this is another part of the book or element of the book that I really enjoyed is looking at all these different types of writing. Roy shares examples from the great orators in history or orators, depending on how you pronounce that. I know there's different pronunciations for that word, who have written really, really short speeches which have gone down in history. The carefully chosen words. Martin Luther King is a great example of that. Abraham Lincoln from American history in particular. Winston Churchill from from British history. And then almost at the other end of the spectrum, really junky types of advertising, but applying the same types of lessons, that piece on what's going to make the most impact, what can be taken out so that the words that remain really stand out and hold their own. And then, of course, through things like poetry, through novels, through narrative, through storytelling, occasional song lyric as well that is included in there. And all of these places that we know that words exist because we've grown up with them, but we don't always think about the the structures and the rules and the patterns in them when we're writing an email, a report, a presentation, etc. But we're probably missing out on a few tricks. So there we go. Three big ideas from the book, How to Write Short by Roy Peter Clark. Big idea number one, write short. Big idea number two, subtract, subtract, subtract. And big idea number three, think like a poet and an advertiser. As you've probably gathered, I really enjoyed this book. Well worth picking up and having on your desk. Not the kind of one you necessarily have to read all in one go as well. You could definitely dip in and out of. 
And I think I'm actually going to take this off of my bookshelf and put it onto my desk as a book that I can therefore pick up, use as a bit of a prompt or inspiration, particularly as I'm writing quite a few articles and things at the moment, as something that's just going to push different thinking and encourage different thinking and encourage maybe a different structure to use rather than getting stuck in a rut of your own types of writing and your own ways of doing things. And certainly my own ways of doing things, which I know I do fall into some patterns and have a bit of a style. If you have read this book, I'd love to hear from you. Contact details, as usual, are in the show notes right at the bottom. Scroll down, say hi, let me know what you thought of this episode or this book. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.